Hello and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 12 of Teed Up, where everyone's a sports expert. We are an original podcast created and produced by Long Beach State student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. I'm Naoki. I'm Maddie G. And welcome back to the show. Uh, we have done a lot of special guests here on, on this season of Teed Up. We've had Bobby Smither and Amy Wright, and most recently our advisor, Barbara Kingsley-Wilson. Uh, that theme will continue. Uh, he is a, a co-founder of the 562.org, which in many cases last semester was our biggest competitor <laughs> but we we uh, you know in this moment in time we'll consider ourselves colleagues and friends like uh, uh so everybody could help me please give a warm welcome to the show mr jj fedler thank you guys appreciate it the you, list of the list of people who are on the show before me much more important <laughs> i feel very honored no you're you're like you're up there imagine like it's like Bobby, Amy Wright. Seniority wise, I've definitely been here longer. Ooh. That's, that's ne- sure. next to Barb. Next to Barb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were, you were an alumni here. You went to school here. Yep. How did you like your time here at Long Beach? Absolutely loved it. Um, came from the desert. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, like the Inland Empire. So walking on a campus, it took me about 10 minutes to know that not only did I want to go to school here, but I wanted to stay here for a very, very long time. Um, and working with, uh, the journalism department and obviously, um, you know, other kids who wanted to write too. I still write with one of the first writers I met here. Mm-hmm. Mike Garabasio is one of the first dudes I met on campus who was just like, hey, you want to create something cool? And here we are. What is that? 15 years later? Still doing it. Is that going to be us? <laughs> I hope so. When we buy out Tita. I hope so. That might be one of the cutest moments I've seen. <laughs> I, it, no, it, should, it should be. <laughs> We we should do one like but like a different area with like the 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 two one three or the three one zero. Okay. You know, to, to be honest with you, I love that idea. I, I think that there's definitely a formula that Mike and I kind of stumbled upon that that's worked well for us. Um, but it's got to be a special place, right? Mm-hmm. Because we we used to make the joke FullertonPostSports dot com would never work. Yeah. But like Long Beach has this history, yep, dedication, and talent. That is so unique, not only to Southern California, but really to America, uh, that I don't think we would have been as successful as quickly if we tried to do it somewhere else. Yeah, we should do like in the in the LA area. Just have this big, big area. Just cover it all. Just cover it all. You guys will be better than Sondheimer. I'll tell you that. Oh, that, that's high praise. I love that. <laughs> uh, uh, so, how did what was the uh, the the recipe for coming up? With, what was the what's the origin story of the five six two dot org? Yeah, this is good. Um, so, uh, when I was here. Dig Magazine used to be called Union Weekly, basically. Mm-hmm. That's wow. not the same thing, but it was it's kind of the same thing. It was the alternative to the Daily 49er. And um, they were really funny. And so when I got on campus, one of the first things I did was pick up the newspapers. And the Union was really funny, but they didn't have a sports section. Mm-hmm. So I they, they had one guy who wrote sports sometimes. And so I contacted him and I was like, hey, can I you know write a column or something? Obviously, it's Long Beach State. So your first column is about why we don't have a football team, right? Mm-hmm. True. So I write the first one. It's pretty basic, but it was funny because uh, I knew that they wanted to be funny. So they liked it. Flash forward after I could write a couple articles that going into the next year, I write this long winded here are like my 25 point plan on putting together a weekly page of sports. This newspaper is 27, 28 years old and it's never had a sports page. I want to be the first one. And my friend, uh, my friend Pat was the editor at going to be the editor the next year. And he called me after I sent the email and he's like, Dude, you could have just asked. Like, you didn't have to send this, like, huge long email. Yeah, of course. Can I write on it, too? And I was like, uh, yeah, absolutely. So all of my friends who I had met who were writing about literature or the news on campus or whatever, 
I come in and they get to play in the sandbox that is sports. Mm. You know, we always make that joke like sports is the sandbox of the world because you have to go to recess sometimes and yep. you're going to enjoy it. So it might as well be sports. Um, yeah, so we just started doing that. And flash forward to 2007, men's basketball gets real good. We get we win the Big West. We go to the NCAA tournament. Uh, I organized the student section that year. We won a campus-wide award for, like, school spirit or something. Wow. Um, we drove 40 hours for 40 minutes of basketball to Ohio. Uh, we got our butts kicked. Um, <laughs> I have lifelong friendships and memories from the two years, really that two-year span where I was doing the where I was doing the sports page, and when it was over, I looked at my friends and I was like, "You guys want to? You guys want to keep doing this? You just want to keep? You just want to roll it over?" Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, Mike, was working a job he didn't like, and I was working a job I didn't like right after right after graduation, and we got a couple uh, people together who like could move and shake. Uh, one of them being Robert Garcia, who is now uh, who is now living in Washington D.C. working a pretty good job. Um, wow! And uh, and he and his friend Sean Lamaki, R.I.P. They were doing the Long Beach Post. And we just looked at him and we were like, hey, can you give us like a couple hundred bucks and we're just going to show you what we can do? And we did. And then this, that got us bought by somebody else, got us bought by somebody else, and boom, 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 boom. And then we ended up working for basically every single publication in the city before we started the 562.org, which is a nonprofit. So we went from soldiers to mercenaries because now those people buy our content. I feel like the commitment with you guys especially is like unrivaled. When Naoki is pitching it, I always talk about it, but like you're almost like a mythical being in the Long Beach sports world. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> true. Like, I see like six stories a day coming out from the 562 just with your name on it. I'm always like, how is he covering these? Where's he at? And like <laughs> we hear people saying they'll see you at one game, the next game, and just like hopping around. Yeah, it's um when I when I was growing up, I was reading guys who like don't write anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. now they're radio personalities or podcast personalities or whatever. Um, but there was something to shoe leather journalism is what it was called, right? Because in order to do something, you have to be there. Mm -hmm. So you got to get out. You got to be out. And it was something that we knew we had to do when we first started. And then it kind of just became our thing. So it was like, we got to keep doing this. We got to be everywhere. Because honestly, it's a reflection of the city, right? Mm -hmm. Like if the city was just good at one thing, that's the place we'd be. That's never been the case with Long Beach. You've got the the high school in Wilson that has the more, uh, most aquatic, uh, Olympians in the history of the Olympics. And then oh. right down the street, you've got Long Beach Poly, who has more NFL alumni than any other school in the nation. So it's like very different, but all the same. You know what I mean? You got to yeah. be at both places. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm convinced that you just send out minions and then just like, <laughs> just put my name on the byline. I am, I'm actually a robot. Yeah. <laughs> JJ's at home sleeping. <laughs> this is Shadow Clone Jutsu. Yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, mentioned at the top that, I mean, me and Maddie had this motto. Uh, last semester when we were covering sports and it was kind of across the sports desk at the 49er which was going going in every game even during the game we're like gotta beat the 562 i love that we were me and maddie we would it was a grind it was a grind like i will him and whenever him and i would cover a game together i'm like all right hurry up go to the press conference i'll I'll drive you home and then i'll drive back home and we'll be on the phone the entire time. Like, all right, photos are in, photos are in. Like, all right, I'm putting in quotes right now. Damn, that's bang, awesome. Bang, bang, bang. No, yeah, like, I remember we had Sonny one time editing photos in his, like, pickup truck at UCI. <laughs> yes. yes. I was writing, like, the story on my phone because I had no internet. And it was the only way to get service. And we got that in, got it up as fast as possible. I was, like, so happy with that's it. That's awesome. That's, I love that grindy attitude, dude. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also part of the reason why I love the school. Like the best team we have here are called the Dirtbags. Yeah, I am about it. Let's get gritty. I love that. Uh, do you feel like competition 
like we were talking about the spirit like you know it's like a we saw it as like okay no we gotta be like this greater entity that mm-hmm. you know we a lot of people will eventually might eventually end up writing for you guys or might look to write for you guys i remember uh we we've talked about like yeah, yeah I'll, i mean i'll help you guys with some stuff and heck yeah do you feel like competition in the sports journals and more is that like a you feel like that's like a healthy thing or do you feel like sometimes it can get a little bit weird in certain senses yeah i think com- i think competition in anything is healthy even even with yourself right i think a lot of people struggle with uh oh i should be doing more well the fact that you think you should be doing more is probably a good thing you know what i mean uh so there was a lot of times when we were coming up where we were competing with the press telegram or any other any, uh, any other entity but when they weren't good that didn't mean we could fall off mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. didn't mean we could be not as good as we wanted to be Mm-hmm. Right. So competition will take you to a point. But then after you pass that point, it's up to you. It's you and yourself. And you are your own biggest critic. You are your own biggest motivator. You you know what I mean? It's all it's all inside. And you get to decide kind of yourself as a as a group. Now, obviously, Mike and I uh, doing the five, six, two, it makes it easier for us to make those decisions because we are also the founders and the mm-hmm. editors and the bosses or whatever. But you do have to make a decision as a group. You're like, are we just trying to be better than that? Or are we trying to be the best? Mm-hmm. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Back when like you had the Union Weekly, so like for us now it's Twenty Two West. That's a like rival on campus. Mm-hmm. Everyone says we have this friendly rivalry or even yeah. competitive rivalry. Was that with the Daily Forty Nine oh, for boy. you guys? It was. It was very, very. It was like a sibling rivalry. Okay. Yeah. Nobody makes fun of my younger brother but me, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Nobody else outside of our campus was allowed to talk about our campus. Yep. Yeah. But we gave the Daily 49er a, a solid amount of guff, for, for sure. <laughs> One of the things was, and it wasn't their fault, but, like, it's just the I mean, nature of the beast. They would cover a game on Friday, and the, the coverage of the game would come out on Tuesday because that was their first available. Print. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. we turned ours into more of a, like, Sports Illustrated. Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to cover a game, but we're going to give you, like, a week recap or a feature on a kid that wraps in the results from last week or something like that. And it was, like, stuff like that where, like, yeah, they can't control that, but. We're going to pick on him about it. <laughs> Much like an older brother would pick on a younger yeah. brother uh, for stuff they couldn't control. Um, and then on <laughs> on April 1st every year, we used to do the Daily 69er, which was nice. a parody version of the Daily 49er. Uh, it was like the uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror for, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Lo- for yeah. local yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we changed everybody's names a little bit and like make up, <laughs> made up fake, uh, <laughs> fake stuff. Can we bring that? Let's bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, let's bring that. I kind of that kind of sounds dope. I want that back. We, uh, you, you guys want a good story? Um, I think the statute of limitations is is past, so I can tell this story. Mm-hmm. We put a story in one of the daily sixty nine er editions that uh, if you showed up to the parking, if you showed up to the parking office, they would give you a refund. <laughs> so we lay, so we laid out the paper so that it looked like like it like, looked exactly like so the only thing that was different was basically the four nine so it was just the mm-hmm. six was different right there was a long line in front of the parking department that no morning. way <laughs> they had to put out signs that said we're not giving you your money back oh man good times <laughs> that, that will never happen no. to us here anymore I feel like those are scoops Barb needs to put in her book she's working on. True. Oh, she's working on a book? She covers yeah. a book on all of, like, Long Beach State's history. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Oh, man. I, you know, to be honest with you, I was walking uh, past the Macintosh building, mm-hmm. and I remember going in there 
as a student thinking, dang, there's so much history in this building. <laughs> and now it looks even older. Yeah, there's so much history on this campus in mm -hmm. such a short amount of time. Like everything being so rooted within this community. It's like seeing someone like J.P. Crawford, right? Perfect Funding example. your guys' coverage. Like, yeah. what does that feel like when it first happens, an opportunity like that? Dude, to be honest, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I, I can remember the night uh, Japes got drafted, and it was a little earlier than we thought it was going to be. So then I was, like, scrambling on the mm -hmm. phone to, like, call all these people. And I had, like, seven conversations, you know, all transcribed out. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, well, there it is. That's the story, right? He gets drafted, and all of a sudden, everybody's phone's ringing. What's that like? Yeah. So then I just lined up what was happening so that you could tell the story through like an oral history almost, mm -hmm. but it was them talking about the thing that somebody else had just talked about. It's, I didn't realize it at the time, but I think it's one of the best stories I've ever written because it wasn't me. Yeah. It was just the moment. And I think that's what you're talking about. Like with a guy like JP Crawford, who his family has roots in Lakewood, his sisters played volleyball and softball there. And they were very good. Um, and now he's moved on and he's doing amazing things, mm -hmm. career up and down on the up right now, all that stuff. He's still JP. Yeah. He's still the kid who like yelled at my camera after making a huge play at Blair Field when he was a sophomore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, like th those moments when people get to a point where they can give back. I am I am so grateful that uh, that we have been able to facilitate that mm -hmm. because I think that's honestly what everybody wants to do. And I know you're Long Beach through and through, Long Beach ride or die. What are your, some of your favorite professional sports that you watch on a on a day to day basis? If you do, uh, yeah, actually, t t working at home, mm -hmm. I I can't stress enough. It's the greatest thing ever. People were like complaining during COVID working at home. I'm like, <laughs> guys, this is dude, sweatpants for days. Let me tell you, um, yeah. So like working at home and having sports on. If I don't if I don't have sports on during the day and I'm just like working and then I go to the game, I can tell that I'm like a little bit disconnected, right? Uh, but if I'm watching sports. I am better at sports, mm -hmm. both writing, viewing, sometimes playing averagely, but like living that, living in that life, living in that, like that bubble, it can get monotonous. Like the talking head stuff on ESPN isn't, isn't always the best, but now like with all the podcasts and stuff, like Mina Kimes is killing it. Oh yeah. Kimes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mina Kimes would have never survived 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. True. There was just no avenue for that type of delivery. Yeah. yeah. And now it, now she's going to make, people more like her in the future mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah so like so that stuff the ability to take in sports without having to watch them yeah that's new but i love it and i think it makes me better at my job for mm -hmm. sure so i like really like the mina kimes or um what's one i was listening to the other day uh th somebody was talking about like college football mm -hmm. and they were just like let's break down the numbers of college football. you know what i mean stuff like that i, I really enjoy because as a kid growing up i wasn't doing that yeah. I was painting my face and, and getting in the student section when I was 12 years old. You know what I mean? I was mm -hmm. about the the raw of sports, and now it's kind of a little bit more intellectual, and I, and I like that. I know there's, like, signs so, like, I guess amazing about seeing an athlete, right, start at the bottom, go all the way up for you. You've had the, such a laundry list of people you could see. Yeah. So for us, it's, like, right now it would be Graham Osman, Connor True. Burns, those ones we see drafted. Mm-hmm. Who's like the Mount Rushmore Bro. of players oh, you've seen yeah, that's a good one. at Long Beach? Hold on, anyway. Connor, Connor Burns is going to be a dude. Connor Burns, I mm. I'm thinking like five, four or five years because they're going to want to push him through because he's a catcher and your knees your knees run out of gas. But 
I, I think that dude's going to the league, bro. I could just see just the way he shook my hand the first time I met him. I was like, all right, this is a guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was the one I was hyping up all year just because the defensive metrics alone is alone, where you know you'll bro. be. And then he, and then finally, the bat yeah, he yep. finally figured it out. I think that's a lot of PD. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's a lot of PD, dude. And I think PD's going to do a great job this year. Anyways, yeah. uh, so Mount Rushmore for just Long Beach State. I guess it could be anywhere, just all Long Beach. Yeah. Or like we could go state. Athletes that you've covered. Yeah. Athletes that I've covered in Long Beach, mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore. Um, okay. Well, I would, I, I honestly, I would say JP Crawford. Yeah. Because he came in and started as a freshman shortstop in a Lakewood high school baseball program where that had never happened before. Mm-hmm. And if you go down the list of dudes who played baseball at Lakewood, it's impressive. So for him to do that four years, they won a bunch. He's great. Gets the league, bounces around, has a huge injury, mm-hmm. goes to a new team, wins awards. He's like a finalist for Silver Slugger this year. So yeah. JP would be on there. Um, Casper Ware. Uh, Casper Ware. Yeah, he came from he came from Gar, so he's like a local dude. Uh, he also started as a freshman here at Long Beach State along with the Fab Four, uh, mm-hmm. Eugene Phelps, TJ Robinson, and Larry Anderson. That's the team that took us to the tournament. Um, in oh no, excuse me, twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, in two thousand twelve, it was their last chance to dance as seniors. They had just missed it. You know what I mean? Every year, and not only did Casper turn into one of the most exciting and good uh, point guards I've ever covered. <clears throat> excuse me. He also turned into a man. Mm-hmm. Like he, like I, when he came here and I would interview him, he would like say one or two words just because you could feel he was so uncomfortable. Literally in his own skin, not just like trying to talk to somebody. And I remembered being like that, yeah, as a freshman. And then to watch him kind of to watch him grow up and become a man that would like hold court with ABC and CBS and ESPN at Legends after the selection Sunday, like like holding the mic and like like dominating an interview. And somebody said it to me, and I didn't want to take credit for it, but the guy was like, that's practice. That's because you guys have been talking to him for the last four years. Mm. And so, so like, watch somebody turn into the person they've always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beyond sports, bro. So, yeah. And he also took us to tournaments. So that was great. <laughs> um, who's another good one? Who's a – oh. I guess – does this count? Yeah, this counts. She never went on to play professionally. Mm-hmm. But Nadia Link came to Long Beach State in 2008 – or 2009, maybe. Mm-hmm. Nadia Link was a um, was a nationally ranked soccer player mm-hmm. from uh, from Northern California who uh, oh, had a baby when she was 17 or 18. So it was her senior year of high school. So obviously, the majority of college coaches turned around and they were like, "Never mind. Yeah, you know, we wanted you to come play here, but now we don't." The only coach who showed up on her doorstep was Mauricio Ingracia from Long Beach State. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he said, listen, sometimes life gets in the way, and when you're ready, you'll have a place. So this girl works her butt off. At one point, she was sleeping in her car because her parents, like, weren't happy. They they then reconciled. Her parents are now incredible, blah, 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 whatever. We wrote a huge story about it. She came back to Long Beach State and basically broke every record. Yeah, <laughs> uh, helped the team get to uh, deeper into the NCAA tournament that they ever did. They got to the Elite Eight. Um, yeah, Nadia Link, man. Once again, kind of like a human story and not just like a sports story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite pictures I've ever taken was her. She had a the name of her daughter on tattooed on her bicep on mm-hmm. her arm. So the picture is her flexing with her daughter's face 
like coming through on the top with her name right underneath. And they're just like, both have a huge smile. It's like, yeah, that girl's like one of the best college soccer players in the world. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and she's in our backyard. That's cool. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think of like an offbeat one that like is, is different because the, like, think about all the dudes who played men's volleyball here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Olympians. Yeah. Like that, like that's crazy. Um, oh yeah, there you go. TJ DeFalco. TJ <laughs> Tyler Hildebrand. Yeah, I was going oh, yeah. to bring that up. I wrote my first, my, the first sports story I ever got published, ever got paid for was about how Tyler had put that men's volleyball team on his back and carried them to the final four. And then he was about to do it again. Mm -hmm. And they didn't ever got through. They never got to the championship game those years. Um, but Tyler Hildebrand is the best setter I've ever watched. Uh, wow. they, his ability to not only organize the offense, but make sure that his team was still defensively sound while also trying to attack. You know, a lot of people look at the setter as like the quarterback. I don't. I look at the setter as like the safety mm -hmm. where they're like, they need to make sure everybody else is in the right spot so that they can perform well. Mm -hmm. And he was so cool during the interview. I'm like, I'm, I guess I was three years younger than he was, but he just treated me like a peer and, um, and watching those teams and incredible. And then he goes on to be one of the best beach volleyball coaches in mm -hmm. the world. Yep. And then he goes on in Nebraska where they are, they're doing some incredible things there in Nebraska. And then he could have taken any job in the world guys, any job. And it comes back here to try to build something. Mm -hmm. What a guy. I freaking love that so much. I absolutely love that. And it's great time for uh, volleyball in the city, just in general. Um, and so for him to come back and do that is, is really cool. That's also kind of a personal one. So, Dude. Uh, I could go on. What a, what a Mount Rushmore that is. I could go is. on for days, dude. I could go on for I days. I just want to say it's, like, so inspiring to see someone so rooted in their community and, like, cover beat for so long. Because, like, sure. what? You reference legends. Naples sponsors <laughs> you. You're talking about, like, knowing Mauricio back in, like, the aughts, right? Yeah. It's like to see that and these coaches still be here. And we're just like two semesters into this. And like, yeah. These names are like, were foreign to us. And you're like so many deep memories. It's yeah. really inspiring. We, we, read awesome, these in the, we read these in the archives. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> when you said Nadia Link, I just remember it from when we were looking up Lena Solano. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. saying oh, that name. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great connection. Mm -hmm. Lena yeah. Solano also. Great kid. Legend. Yeah. That, that final year was one of the best single seasons single season runs ever since Nadia Lake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, and, uh, and what's really interesting about both of their stories is, uh, if you would have tapped in after their freshman year, mm -hmm. you'd have been yeah. like, well, well sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, didn't work out for you. Mm. Yeah. And three years later, they're freaking got their name on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Well, uh, before we close out the show, JJ, is there anything that you want to say to the people? The fans of the 49er, fans of teed up. Dude, I'm ready to talk about this stuff for like three hours more. Yeah, where, you, no. where are you guys going? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, dude, what you just said, like inspiring yeah. that somebody is uh, working, you guys are inspiring to me that uh, that people like us still exist, right? Like, mm -hmm. like that you guys are like, oh man, I, I want to cover this really tough story because I want to do it right. Or I want to cover this uh, thing and then beat the 5-6-2 and get it up there before they do. I love that, dude. You guys just made me more uh, excited to go do my work right now yeah. by saying stuff like that. So thank you for that. It's going to be like a revolving door. <laughs> it really is because because you guys mentioned competition uh, before, and I think rivalry is a better word for it, mm -hmm. right? Like some people are like, oh, you got to win sometimes for it to be a rivalry. I don't I don't agree with that. I my, One of my biggest rivals is waking up in the morning. 
<laughs> right? I, I thought you were going to name an actual person. Nope. <laughs> nope. It is a lifelong rivalry, bro. When it, when it comes the half hour before and after the snooze button goes, it's like it's like Georgia football. It's like Georgia of Florida football. It's the largest outdoor cocktail party because it is an a rage in my brain because all I want to do is have it be nighttime, mm-hmm. right? I love going to a game. Everybody else is done and they're going home to go to sleep. And I'm like, bro, it's lunchtime right now. I'm about to, I'm about to get, go home and get to work. This is great. Um, but like that, but the, what I'm saying is like the, in all seriousness, the rivalry of um, being good. Yeah. Right. If you're not, if you're not getting better, you're mm-hmm. getting worse. And especially in sports, no one stays the same. Everything you do makes you better or worse. So that rivalry and that competition within yourself and within like the community that you work on, don't hate, congratulate. You know what I mean? Yep. But like do that to yourself as well. Like congratulate yourselves for working hard and getting things done that even if it's not up to snuff, once again, if you're if you're being that much of a critic on yourself, that's why you're being good. Because mm. if you <laughs> this is a good one. I'll leave you I'll leave you on this. If you ever go back and look at something that you've done, mm-hmm. doesn't really matter if it's like a relationship or a piece of work or whatever, piece of art. If you look at it and you're like Perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. That's not good. Mm. I'm not saying that the thing you're looking at isn't good. No. I'm saying that as a human being or an artist or whatever, or at work, right? An employee. If you don't think you're getting better every second of the day, right? Like stuff that you guys just said to me, mm-hmm. that made me better today, right? I better than I walked in that door. So if you're not going that direction, you're going the other way, and that's bad. So when you look at stuff that you've done, like specifically for writing, if you look at something you wrote, I'll I'll read a preview that I wrote last week, right? And yeah. I'll look at it and be like, man, what am I doing, <laughs> right? Not to beat myself up, just to be better. You can always be better, and we we need to, as a society, we need to stop being afraid of telling ourselves that we're not good enough. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for Season 2, Episode 12 of Teed Up. Thank you to our video editor and producer, Aiden Swanepoel, and our multimedia producer, Al Nicklin. If you want to stay up to date on the latest in Long Beach State sports, check out our website, Daily49er.com, and follow us on socials at Daily49er. And if you want greater coverage of sports in the Long Beach area, please check out the 562.org, JJ, Mike, all the little minion writers that you guys got over there. <laughs> soon you guys. Yeah, oh, soon you. I don't know. You're about to buy us out. Let's you know? go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the tradition continues. The, the greatest crossover since Avengers Endgame. It's <laughs> a um, trickle down. Yeah, so please check out the 562. They got some amazing content, timely, consistent content. They got some good stuff over there. JJ, thank you for being here. We can't thank you enough. And. Um, just like every other week, uh, let's beat the 562 to post in this podcast before tonight's game. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> See y'all later.